Cast. Welcome, fellow Lushes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy some cocktails with Dimples and the Beard. Hey, have you ever played that game, Never Have I Ever? Mm-hmm. You ever get one of them super embarrassing questions where you don't want to pick up the drink? Like, I don't know, like I shit my pants at work? Yes, and yes. That's why I prefer to play the game Who Said True? What is Who Said True? It's a free, friendly game that you play on your phone, laptop, iPad, anywhere, with anybody. I play with my friends all the time. I've never played? Like I said, I play with my friends. So anyways, you you punch it into your phone. I'm already there. That was easy. Right? I, myself, prefer the deck wtf and is that a kind of risque game it's in the r-rated oh boy don't you worry we could play with your daughter at your school g pg all kinds of categories can just you and i play yes to play but people play we'll play soon i prefer to play with with more if i want to play where do i go who said true.com slash dimples in the beard where who said true.com slash dimples in the beard are we on now Yay! All right. It's our first time. Yeah, I swear we're we're professionals at this. I swear. (laughs) No, I mean I've been like setting up lighting and stuff, and and trying to put more shit on my walls because this (laughs) looks so boring. Because I have this like awesome like yoga room that's all like tapestries and psychedelic lighting, but um, because it's like an addition to the house. Yeah. There's a brick wall on one side, and like the Wi-Fi is sometimes like shoddy back there. They try to make this space look a little. Well, your backdrop is beautiful. <laughs> this is my Oops. first Zoom meeting, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Apparently, ours too. <laughs> <laughs> just so, some live streaming in 2020, but that was it. Yeah, back before the world ended. So let's yeah. get you introduced first. I uh, I came to to know you on a, on my trip to. Nashville saw you and the boys playing at Mellow Mushroom and I was lucky enough to to get some rock and roll in that country town so I after we (laughs) talked to you was like I got I got to see if she'll come on so Monica Llewellyn from Nashville thank you so much thank you so much yeah tell me all about you so excited it was you were you were by far our favorite band in in town yes because we're not big we're not big country music people when it's when it's live, it's fine. But when you run into the rock and roll, we were like, "Yep, we're here for a while." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big country guy myself, obviously. So. <laughs> yeah how how does not that in major influences it seems like <laughs> my little research? How does that go being being a rock band in Nashville? Is it is it ever tough? Uh, so when I first moved here to Nashville, like uh, it was like nine years in January. Um, it was kind of like there was more of like a stigma like you have to learn or do a certain percentage of country songs in the night now you could do like pop or rock but there had to be like you know a certain amount and then it got to the point where um I was doing like maybe two and I and then when uh Kid Rock's bar opened uh the management had me put together a rock band specifically because Bobby I guess wanted more rock down there which we wound up uh leaving that club about a year ago it's it's kind of like a toxic work environment so (laughs) 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 
but yeah so it's kind of like changed now where you can i because there's so many clubs downtown and so many floors i think it bodes better for the bands and for the venues to for everybody to just kind of like do their thing that way you're not walking to 15 bars here and chicken fried you know over and over again you know, kind of happy. I've, I've got a friend like she does like Whitney Houston and Aretha Franklin and, and I have a, a guy friend who does all like 90s or 2000s like female pop and uses like backing tracks and it's a whole orchestrated show like they play the same show every time um and lee green lee greenwood's drummer is his drummer like it's awesome oh, wow. you know <laughs> he does like destiny's child and stuff you know so us doing like the kiss and the judas priest and you know like the scorpions and stuff that a lot of other people don't do it's kind of like it's it's what sets us apart yeah. um or i like to say life is like tetris when you try to fit in you disappear you know kind <laughs> of, if anything it's now that we're allowed to do it, it's been better for us, you know, the past yeah. like three years or so. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And I would imagine, I mean, being a, one of the, I don't know, I, are there a lot of bands that do rock and roll or is it pretty limited? Not exclusively. Um, the Mellow Mushroom actually has kind of become like a metal okay. spot, like for a cool. lot of the bands. There's a couple rockabilly bands that play there, but yeah, we saw them the that, next day. We, we saw a rockabilly oh, yeah, band the next day. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, there's another guy that plays there. His name's Tracy Good, and he does like Slipknot and stuff. Like he's, I play more like what I call like dad rock, but he's like he plays like straight up like heavy metal and you know, early two thousands like thrash rock. I don't even know what you call Slipknot. I don't know what genre that is, but I don't know. I think they're their own. Yeah. Industrial death metal. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, mean, I like that. Let's go. There's, with that. there's there's too many genres to to be able to figure it out. Yeah, for real. <laughs> You definitely so, are in that dad rock, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing. I'm a dad. I'm a dad. I liked everything you're saying so far. I'll get somebody to be like, oh, well, you don't play country, you're in Nashville. And I'm like, it's music city, sweetheart, not country music city. Amen. Like, man. That's a great and, answer. Right? <laughs> it is. And I mean, as a singer, rock's got a lot more dynamics. It's harder to do. Like when I sing country, I don't feel like it showcases my talent when I bust out, you know, something like Journey or Boston, then I feel like, okay, this is me really showing what I can do. I'm singing Miranda Lambert. It doesn't really demand that much of me. Yeah, yeah. yeah no disrespect. I mean, Tom Petty's not hard to sing either. But, you know. <laughs> Just pinch, pinch your nose a little bit and go. <laughs> uh, so when you first got there, were you doing a lot of country? That's your only way that at the time with it? No. Not a lot. I mean, I think I probably knew two country songs when I moved there and I had to like hurry up and learn like a handful. But I, I actually have a gig booked in Cincinnati um, in a couple weeks and they want us to play more country this time. We played the venue before and I went back to my old set. I still only probably have like 15 country songs <laughs> in my original set list. So I just I just did like the bare minimum. And then I did, I mean, but I, it wasn't like I went from that to, and then I was playing like a bunch of Metallica and stuff. We play like the B-52s or the Backstreet Boys, you know, yeah. or uh, Bonnie Tyler, like that type of stuff goes over great, you know, so it doesn't have to, it's, it's just as long as I wasn't doing like, you know, Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains all night, they were okay with it. <laughs> it's, it's amazing to think that you have that much range where you're doing that many different oh bands and that, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, no, it's all the ones that I like. 
Well, that that helps. That helps, but that's definitely a wide range. Cool. So, so what you do now is it kind of based it off of I like it. You assume others will like it, or do you take suggestions on songs um, to learn? I think the rule of thumb is kind of like it's got to be a song that people know the words to, or at least know the words to the chorus, or something they can dance to that has like a beat. What was that like American Bandstand? If I could get to it, it has a good beat, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. People will it's go that. for it. It's a thread. You know, I try to keep it up tempo. We don't do a whole lot of slow songs, but never underestimate the value of a good power ballad. You know, like Total Eclipse of the Heart was, that was back when, uh, when I played um, in my friend's band. And I swear to God, that song had more firepower than anything. Like I see Sweet Home <laughs> Alabama play a room out, but Total Eclipse of the Heart, the room could be empty. And as soon as my guitar player would be like, turn around, it'd be like, ah, and those people like run up to the stage. So, or like, or like faithfully by journey always. Oh yeah. Super hard. So. Yes. Yeah, I, know, I, just, I try to, sometimes if I'm not as familiar with the band's catalog, I'll look at like the top streams. Yeah. To kind of yeah. gauge, you know, um, and a lot of times too, what it comes from is just like what people ask for. Uh, like people would always ask for Wood by Alice in Chains, which I would not, I would not think, <laughs> I would not think would be a song that would go over well, but it does. Like, it's weird to me, but I, I think part of that is too, is we kind of build the room. That's what we play. So people kind of, ex they get in a position where they're like, they expect it. You know, it's, it's not like I'm going from playing you know, like a bunch of 90s pop music or something, and then I'm jumping into a totally different genre. Like, it's, you know, it, it's kind of off, it's the same flavor to an extent. Yeah, once you can get the room, once you can get the room going with rock and roll, you're good, you know, then, then those songs yeah. come into play. And I know you, yeah, uh, this is what we do, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, the, and by doing that, by, uh, you know, I've never felt that, found that pandering was a good tactic. It's more just, if you build it, they will come. If I show them what we do, then they're going to request the types of songs that we want to play. And that's always, so far, it's, it's working out. <laughs> you know, well, it was great for me because you played a Motley Crue request. So I was happy. Yeah. And I was, I was, I remember sitting there thinking, I've seen Motley Crue live, I, I don't know how many times. And I'm like, she does better than Vince does on this song. It's, <laughs> I mean, that's not, that's not hard to beat, but that's not it. He's not the hardest to emulate, but, you know, <laughs> but I mean, he's freaking Vince Neil and I'm not, you know what I mean? It's not, right? I mean, no disrespect, you know? No, no. Uh, I, I mean, I, I love them to death and, uh, and, uh, but I, I know, you know, like I said, I've seen him live so many times. I know he only sings like every other word. So, I mean, I know what he, he got into the band for. I mean, I've seen the movie. I've read the book, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He wasn't as good looking as Sebastian Brock, but he's pretty damn close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there, there's your your rock crush, Sebastian Bach. Oh no, 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 oh. no! It's like more of like a basis of comparison of, of similar genre. You might, you oh, might I, be mine though. Yeah, Sebastian Bach might be mine. I don't really crush on looks. I crush on talent. So I'd have to probably go with like Ian Gillen from Deep Purple. Okay. Uh, I love Freddie Mercury, Robert Plant, those are obvious choices, and um, kind of like a wild card, but like I, I love George Michael. <laughs> like, like <laughs> he's got an awesome voice. Like, he does. He's amazing. Like, I mean, I would say like Freddie had more power than him because they're very similar, but nobody has finesse like George. I mean, it's like unreal. 
I yeah. like tend to listen to him when I'm trying to find those like more delicate like aspects of singing. Oh, and Paul McCartney, obviously, great singer. <laughs> He's right behind me. <laughs> All my pickups in the wrong place. It's supposed to be here, but close. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody will notice. I lied. Yeah, no, I, I, oh, I did. No. <laughs> well, and it's a right-handed Hoffner, but it, it, it is a Hoffner. I know you can't see the headstock, but okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you about it. I was going to say you don't see those hanging up very often, all over the place. So that was actually yeah. a gift. Okay. From a friend of mine. Yeah. Because I'm a Beatles fanatic and I, I do a Beatles tribute show Jeez. Uh, with Ace Freely's bass player, who's, you know, on your shirt right there. I think. Is that Destroyer? <laughs> it's it, it not Tommy. Destroy- <laughs> is it it's not Tommy, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I've seen them both. I prefer Ace. Um, and I've seen Ace alone. So there you go. No. Don't know if he's got the same uh, bass player as he did back then. I have no idea. No. You're looking at the wrong guy. So we have a debate always going. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we just saw him um, over in like October uh, okay. with Alice, Alice Cooper. That was sure. my second time seeing Alice. That was amazing. Alice is good, yes. It's on a hell of a show. But, so if what, I want somebody what, I have a crush on, it, uh, Nita Strauss, like, meow. She's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I say, yeah, I've, I've started following her actually just recently okay. on Instagram. We, yeah, we got to go see her at like a small, kind of more intimate venue a couple months ago. Man, she's great. I don't, I mean, I don't know how she bangs her head like that for like an hour, like an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> like, I'm right? dead. I was like, my neck hurts just watching her, but she's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so is that what you grew up listening to? Is, is rock like this? Uh, actually, no. Uh, I'm more of like a more recent Kiss fan uh, because oh. the guys in my band are massive Kiss fans, and that was kind of how we got into doing the whole tribute thing. But I mean, I I'm 38, so I grew up in the like this grunge era. Um, you know, my dad had like Ten and Dirt and Nevermind and all those albums. And then as like when I got my first guitar, and I was like 16 or 17, that was when I started listening to classic rock because I just like didn't like music on the radio anymore. I was like, I don't know what Pro Tools or Autotune are, but I just, everything's too clean. Like whole, like Hole's first album versus like Celebrity Skin in like 1998. I'm like, this doesn't even sound like, where's the dirt? Like, you know, but I was, you know, young and I didn't know what the heck any of it was. And I just started digging into classic rock bands like Deep Purple and the Scorpions and Dio. And uh, yeah, I never looked back. <laughs> yeah. I think it's hard too. When yeah. you see talent, when you see great music like that, it's hard to go back. I yeah. Right? When the, I mean, the singers too. I mean, God, I love Klaus. Like, he's one of my favorite singers to impersonate because of his German accent, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is weird. I guess I don't, I don't really hear it when I hear him. I mean, in some words you do, but it is weird how guys like him and Ozzy, like when they sing, I don't necessarily hear it that much, you know? And like, but when Ozzy tries to talk, he can't understand a word that comes. I mean, Ozzy's like style is almost impossible to emulate like nobody sounds like him but him yeah you know I mean it's it's he's he's pretty he's pretty damn unique was that a you um when you go into a song pick it by singer do I what you'd like like you know like a song you want to learn you're like I want to learn because I I want to try a new vocal pattern Uh, range yeah 
we're fairly like democratic you know like sometimes my guitar player will be like hey i want to do this song you know or can we do this you know it's but yeah i mean it's just it's like if somebody's like hey do you guys know how to play this would be like damn it no but i need to learn that like you know yeah yeah so but um yeah i don't know i feel like i do most of the stuff that i've wanted to do yeah. Um, over the years, I mean, there's so many songs that I like always wanted to do, and then I finally got to do them. And I feel like I've checked most of it off of my list. But yeah, I think I gravitate towards you know the singers, but if there's something that's got like a, a badass guitar solo, like um, like we do that smell by Leonard Skinner, not a hard song for me to sing, and I love Van Zant, but it's low and it's pretty easy to sing. But I wanted to hear Alex, you know, play all that. Yeah. You know, and for him to be covering, you know, all those guitar parts and make it sound right is amazing. So do you have any, uh, do you have any, do you have any songs that you do that you have to fake, like that you just aren't into and you got, I mean, is there anything that you guys do that you're, I mean, you kind of play it for the band? I mean, we don't really play anything that we don't like. Yeah. I mean, there's a handful of songs I'm tired of, but if somebody's got 20 bucks, I mean, 20 bucks is 20 bucks, you know, like, 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 like What's Up by the Four Non Blondes or Bobby McGee. Like, I've been, you know, singing those since I was like in college, you know, yeah, <laughs> a, little, a little over it. But there's some songs like, like Sweet Child of Mine, I've probably sang thousands of times. I don't really ever get sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Don't wow. Stop Believing, never get tired of singing that one. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's like I should be tired of, but I'm not. It's fun to sing. Yeah, yeah, especially I mean, a good crowd with that song. You know? I mean, that's that's definitely crowd participation time. Well, that's all you would yeah. think the world would be sick of by now, but they just aren't. <laughs> they aren't right? Not <laughs> against no, it, but it's, yes, it grows. It grows every year. It seems like. Well, and it never really gets any easier to sing. It requires a lot of like my attention and like vocal discipline while I'm singing it. I can't just like whiffle my way through it, you know, like I can with some songs. I actually have to like put effort into it it's not one i can like zone out during you know <laughs> it's a four-hour show i'm gonna space out at least once or twice <laughs> yeah, I, I can only imagine yeah that's i mean it's a long time to play I, it is I, I love we uh you know as we've talked like we've talked to comedians now and, and some actors and stuff and we love to talk about like the science behind it and that's I, it's interesting to hear you say there's some songs that you can almost zone out on and still sing and then there's songs that yeah. you really got to be into that's i mean that's Oh cool yeah. I'm often like surprised by it. I'm like, wait, did I sit? And I almost never mess up arrangements either. Like even when I zone out, I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, we're in the bridge part now. Like I'm like, where was I for a second? You know, like I said, I'm almost 40. So, so I don't think my how well my brain's holding up. But yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird even to me because it's not something that's like obviously intentional. Yeah, it's like, like true muscle. Like true <laughs> muscle know. muscle memory. It is muscle memory, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've we, got, we've got almost 300 songs in our set list, oh too. Oh, my God. So I never really feel like, okay, I'm burnt out on this. You know, we, we know, like, 10 Guns N' Roses songs. I don't have to play Sweet Child of Mine every single show. You know, or there's, like, 30 Kiss songs in the set list. <laughs> <laughs> when you do the tribute, is it, it's a whole night of Kiss, right? Yes, uh, we haven't done one for a while because of COVID and everything like that. Um, and I think everybody's broke still, and a lot of people don't want to pay to hire. I mean, it takes us three hours to get into makeup and costume and everything like that. It's not cheap, and 
you know, I, I, to be honest, I haven't really been like actively trying to book it because it's kind of exhausting. <laughs> but like, if somebody hits me up and wants me to do it, I'll do it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I have the uh, the PS120, like the Paul Stanley guitar. I have his stage banter memorized, you know, and okay. you know, like try to match his like cadence and everything, you know. Yeah. People, listen, you have to lisp <laughs> a little bit too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't think of that till now, but yes. We used to do the whole intro to Cold Gin from, I think it's from Alive One. Sure. He, I mean, you know, and because we originally were going to do 100,000 years. I'm like, yo, can we cut this one? Because Paul talks for like five minutes in the middle of it. Like, right. on Alive One. <laughs> With all the audience <laughs> participation and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he talks for a while. It's ridiculous. But I love that song. But it's a lot to memorize, you know, for a a live setting. Yeah, you know? for sure. But I mean, when we do like like Love Gun, I'll still do the bit, you know, you know, my Uzi of ooze. And like, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so much cooler in the eighties. <laughs> How much? Uh, yeah, it's. it's <laughs> what is that? Dude, the, the play him on stage. You just kind of reenact him, huh? Be kind of yeah I, yeah it gets i mean I, I think being a vocalist i mean and also i do have a, a master's degree in linguistics mm. speak a few languages so to me it's not really like i'm not memorizing the words or the lyrics so much as i am like the sound they're making you know oh, wow. i'm trying not to like over articulate and stuff so you know it's i mean i took acting in high school too so to me it's like i'm playing a character yeah you know yeah. It, I mean, it is. It's, Kiss is like a tribute on a whole other level because it's the makeup and you have to have the mannerisms and everything. I mean, it's just, it's weird. Like, I never did anything that involved before. I mean, my guitar be- player even has like the smoking Les Paul and, and stuff. I mean, it's wild. I was going to ask you, so did you do the, as much you as a stage show as you can, smoking guitar? And yeah. We, we, have, we haven't messed with any pyro before. Okay. But, uh, pretty much everything else like my my drummer uh christopher williams who's also toured with ace and gene he plays an accept um oh, wow. their main drummer he tours and records with them and stuff he built the whole freaking mirror ball kit and he built lights for the two bass drum heads that say kiss and they like flash and phase and do all this different stuff so i mean it's it's a lot it's pretty involved <laughs> you know it is just from seeing them so many times it, it, it's got to be a lot yeah you're, you're talking to somebody who puts on makeup every day i mean this is like <laughs> it's like a whole other animal man oh yeah yeah he, puts on, he puts on makeup every day too so. I, I try <laughs> i try to look like this you know yeah right right exactly <laughs> I, i'm so speaking of you mentioned covid before how bad did covid affect you guys as, as musicians down were you guys completely closed down for a while yeah, for a few months, I think, um, well, but they shut everything down. It was a couple of days after, I'm trying to think, my guitar player's birthday. It was like a couple of days after that. So I think it was like March 16th. Okay. And they briefly reopened in June with like limited capacity. Like you couldn't sit at the bar. You had to be at a table. If you stood up, you had to wear a mask, like all that stuff. But they were only open for maybe like a month and they shut it down for like two more months and then reopened again in like late August. And then we were still like at same thing, limited capacity, no no bar seating. Um, and then like little by little, it was like they would up the capacity until we were essentially back to normal. 
But um, you know, during the shutdown, I mean, unemployment in Tennessee is a joke. So, <laughs> we, <laughs> but fortunately, there's a lot of resources here, and because I know a lot of other musicians, people be like, "Hey, there's this grant that you can, you know, apply for." So I probably received close to ten thousand dollars in grant money okay. during that approximately six month period just applying my ass off i must have applied to like 30 different grants and then with the live streaming was lucrative for a while but it eventually kind of dropped off yeah to where it wasn't like a viable source of income anymore but you know it was, it was okay i mean we survived because <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's music is what you do for a living correct you you're, you don't have i don't no. have yeah no i'm a day job no this yeah, is yeah. i've been doing this full time for over nine years yeah wow. Okay. Yeah. How do you get used to the yeah, like, I don't have to do this. I don't want to. I used how to teach. that work. Oh, you did? Do what? Yeah, that, I taught yeah, you see that out of college and got a real I job. Taught, I, taught, I taught Spanish at WVU while I was doing my MA. And two summers I went and taught American culture uh to at Wuhan University in China, actually, which nobody ever freaking heard of until two years ago. <laughs> Uh, where's oh, Wuhan? Now everybody likes, oh yeah, Wuhan. Like, yeah, I'm patient zero. What's going on? <laughs> I, was like, I was like 23, 24 when I did this. But uh, that was a really cool experience. And then when I got back, it was like oh, you know, 2008. Done. There was no job. So I worked in sales for a while. Hated it. Started playing in a band part-time and then wound up moving here. Uh, after coming here for a visit uh, and I walked up and down Broadway, I'm like, none of y'all got day jobs? You don't have day jobs? <laughs> <laughs> this is all you do, right? Fuck it. I'm out, dude. I moved yeah. there like two weeks later, I think. Yeah, I was like, I'm out. Peace. Awesome. So did you head there by yourself? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I knew a couple other people that were moving here around the same time, but didn't really, you know, those relationships didn't really facilitate work. It was more just like hanging out, meeting people, sitting in, yeah. you know, just, you know, just hitting the pavement downtown as much as possible. And, worked out i mean i bought a house in september so awesome. finally so i um i mean i probably could should have like sooner but i'm like i don't like commitment man <laughs> it, is, really a fan. it is the ultimate commitment you can get rid of the boyfriends i mean I was I just, once you're in the house like i mean the way the market is yeah i could turn around and sell it tomorrow but right. I, I like to actually rented it and then um when it went on the market, they like kind of gave me first shot at it. So I didn't have to compete with anybody, which was great. Cause in Nashville, a lot of people are paying like 50 to a hundred thousand dollars over uh, appraisal price because they get into bidding wars with people. I didn't have to do that. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah the housing market is insane. So how scary was that? Just move it by yourself. I know, you up your career. Oh, you mean moving here? Yeah. All right. Well, back, back then after, so just walk through a little quick. So you got out of college and how quickly did you go to Wuhan? Well, I was, I did, I went to Wuhan while I was working on my master's. So when I got back, then I had to like look for a real job. And that was when I worked in sales and I hated it. So, you know, I guess it was a little scary at first. You know, it's probably nice when I cried myself to sleep, but <laughs> you know, I mean, after about two or three weeks, I had my first gig. And after a month, I had my first steady paying gig. So Oh shit! Nice. It's, the rest is history. Awesome. Yeah, that was fantastic. Two weeks. Well, the way you're saying it, I can understand why it did so far. Oh my God! Thank you. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like three rules, really. It's like, 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 don't be a drunk, don't be a dick, and don't suck. That's really all you need to be, a, I mean, really successful in anything, but especially in, in the music right? industry. I can't, I you can't know, do it. I don't think I can do either, two of those for sure. I'm no. a drunk and I'm exactly. and I suck. I don't know what was the middle one. Don't be a dick. <laughs> oh, a dick. Not a dick. I'm a dick. not a dick. Drunk, he's a dick, and he can't sing, so he's no. not moving. You can that. be drunk. He just can't be a drunk. <laughs> a drunk yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Like we're we took your suggestion. And we're drinking Jameson, and I'm like, I don't know if she'll yeah. drink. She's got a show tonight. Like I don't. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, I'd be, I'd be. I'm having like one of those energy drinks, you know, because uh, I got. Yeah. You gotta play it. I gotta head downtown in a couple hours, and um, I'm sure I'll have one when I get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your schedule, I just to, like you are like have shows ten to two every night. Every night this. Yeah, I do. Um, Is it like today, that a lot? Tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we play two to six though, so oh, okay. it's nice. Cause I get, I used to do like the weekend late nights and stuff, and. I'm just like, I'm getting too old, man. I don't want to deal with all the young kids. I don't want to deal with the crowds. I'd rather take a gig that pays like a little less. It's like chill. And there's some dudes in there like my dad's age, just hanging out, having a beer. <laughs> Not a bunch of bachelorette parties, drinking, I don't know, Jager bombs. What do the kids drink these days? I don't even White know. Claw? White Claw? White Claw. Yes, that's what it is. White Claw I, go, bombs, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I just, it's too much for me. It's like I get done at 6 o'clock on Friday and I don't go back till 10 o'clock Monday. Like, it's amazing. I love having my weekends off. Every once in a while, I'll pick up a Saturday gig, like at, yeah. or a Friday night at, at Bowie's. Um, but that's usually once or twice a month. It's not like it's every weekend. So speaking of Bowie's, I assume like the local people, you probably don't. Do you hang out on Broadway much, or are you? Is there where do the local people go? Not Broadway, and not unless they have like uh, friends or family visiting from out of town. Uh, Bowie's is more of like a local spot because it's a couple of blocks from Broadway, but still downtown. Um, but yeah, Printer's Alley is usually pretty decent, although lately I feel like it's kind of getting overrun by tourists. I like, it's a few chill spots in East Nashville. Like I like dive bars, like Twin Kegs yeah. and Mickey's and D's uh, Country Cocktail Lounge in Madison. That place is great because they always have live music, but the band's never loud, so you can like actually talk. Oh, you that's know? cool. Yeah, and the owner's from Chicago, so she makes she's got some like it's more like you know like bar food, but like she's got like a Chicago beef and um like walking tacos, whatever you call them, like the yep, Frito yeah, Five tacos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where are you? Yeah, really where, are you yeah. where are you originally from? Uh Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. that's why I never listened to country because it's yeah, <laughs> not, not, wasn't there. not much of a country never, down there. I always thought like people wore like cowboy hats and cowboy boots like ironically i didn't think they actually wore them like in real life like it's like seriously and the first time i ever saw that i was like dude like what do you think you're in like a western like what are you doing <laughs> like it's right? right so strange to me i don't yeah it's so it's so foreign to me still you know i grew up in, in a cloudy city in the grunge era i'm like i was all Alice and Chains and stuff you know I mean I guess like I probably like had heard the name Garth Brooks and Billy Ray Cyrus but mainly because he was on that tv show doc back in the day <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. dude I'll, I'll give you a great example of how close I am so we saw Duff McKagan a few years ago you know from Guns N' Roses yeah actually met him at Tootsie's like probably five or six years ago he's so nice but we go see him and this dude opens for him and the band's great 
and and then that band was also his band um like it's probably to keep like touring costs down and i'm like man this band's really great and my guitar player's like yeah it's shooter jennings i go there's wayne <laughs> jennings kid i go oh like i had no idea and so they were like off the stage so that was not like i care i'm like i don't even know a waylon jennings song anyway <laughs> i could not name one for you if i heard one maybe but i i just i can't because oh, i think part of the well because i had i had to like i started hearing all these country songs simultaneously for the first time i'm like is that one hank jr or is that one <laughs> willie nelson like i have no idea yeah you know and I mean, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm comfortable with, with who I am. <laughs> uh, you know, if you haven't had to like learn it all now to be accepted, you're good, right? I mean, after yeah, this I many mean, years. You know, it's just, it's not my bag, you know? And like I said, it's just, I think it's just better to, to be yourself and do what you're, what you're good at and what you love than to just try to fit in, you know, for the sake of fitting in. Yeah, because I, not to, not to, yeah, uh, like, not to put anybody on blast because I have zero talent at all, but you could definitely tell as you walk through Nashville and go to some of the bars, some of the people that are doing it just because it's a paycheck and some of the people, you know, and the other people that actually enjoy doing it. So you <laughs> right. certainly see some of that. Right. You definitely do. And a lot of, you know, again, no disrespect, but some of the country, you know, music, especially the vocal aspect, it doesn't have the dynamics of rock and roll. And when I was first in town, very often I would hear like, like be listening, especially to like girl singers and checking out the gigs and what songs they were doing. And I hear her do like a, a Miranda Lambert song. It sounded pretty good. I'd be like, gosh, she's got a good voice. And then hear her try to do like Pat Benatar, which by the way, not really that hard to sing. I love Pat and all, but like, as you know, as my set list goes, that tends to happen earlier in the set because I don't need to warm my voice up as much. It's not as much demanding of range tone. Yes. But hear her try to sing that and be like, Ugh. like, you know, <laughs> this is not, um, I, I take back what I said about you, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can't like a lot of these guys, they'll be playing like sweet child of mine on a Telecaster. And I'm just like, dude, like without a humbucker, it just doesn't sound right. Yeah. Or they don't learn the guitar solos. Like I, I went and saw a band and, and I, and I know the guitar player, he didn't play a single note of sweet child of mine, like of the solo. First of all, dude, people can sing that solo. Even if it's right. like Santeria by Sublime, I can sing that guitar solo. It's very signature. It's very particular. You can't just noodle your way through it. And I said something to my, my guitar player about it. And he goes, because one, we're hanging with this other dude. And he goes, well, some people just like to add their own, like, you know, interpretation of flavor. And he goes, what? You're going to write a better guitar solo than Slash? <laughs> and I go, yeah, exactly. I go, that's not you doing an interpretation. That's you were too lazy to do your homework, you know? Yeah, you, yeah, you don't know what yes. Agreed. Agreed. We are, I play with the gr group of most anal musicians I've ever freaking met. And I love yeah. it <laughs> because I'm very anal attentive. Yeah. So, I mean, my bass player went to Belmont. You know, I think you probably saw Alex play guitar with us. I mean, that kid's like prodigious, yeah. you know? And, um, you know, like I mentioned, Christopher is, you know, I mean, he, he also toured with, um, uh, uh blackfoot oh wow. like he was in yeah. Blackfoot. yeah you know and it's just uh i don't know I, I like that i feel like they keep me on my toes and make me want to work harder so that maybe we don't get to that you know uh, mentality where we do feel like we're phoning it in or half-assing it Absolutely. you know we want to do 
By the way, you're just taking... It doesn't do that there, actually. It does this. Can you just listen to it? I'm going to just make sure. <laughs> right? All right. <laughs> you've, uh, you've definitely taken the crown for smartest guest, just for the, by the use of the word prodigious. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, I do have a master's degree in the <laughs> like, I had to think about what is it? And technically, what? I do have a genius IQ, but oh, don't you... tell anybody that. I need them to think I'm a stupid musician, so they keep giving me money. Well, all, 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 all 35 people that watch this will know now. Yeah, <laughs> yes. secrets out. But they might tell their friends. It might be 70. I don't know. They'll know. It might be. Hey, I'm gonna tell my friends. That should at least add like two or three people. There you go. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> What? Me? No, her. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what I did. That. <laughs> right, right. I'm your only friend, so I know. you can tell all your friends, and it's I right know. here. <laughs> so so what are some what, just acquaintances? What? Sorry, what? What? No, that's all right. That's all right. Um, what was some crazy shit that's happened while you were on stage? You ever had good bar fights or that, that pillar, I don't want to work the weekends anymore. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, 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 like people trying to run up on stage. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to think. Like, there's, I mean, there's been a lot. I mean, there's plenty of bar fights. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, yeah, just. Or, or people um, that just jump on stage think they're part of the band. That they can, because you looked at them, they said, we're friends now. I've seen them twice. You know, so yeah, yeah. It's it's or like you know, just like in the back room of Tootsie's. For one, they never staffed enough security back there. Not when I worked there. But like I remember this one weekend. Like, I mean, we must have had four or five people try to charge the stage, and me and my bass player just have to like shove them off the you know the side of the stage, you know. And <laughs> I mean, it was just. Again, not a great environment to work in. That's why we left. Ooh, We're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of like some specific that was like totally crazy. Um, because not too much crazy stuff has happened since we left. Like the whole Tootsie's Kid Rock circuit. Okay. You know when you when you don't work for crazy people, cra there's not as much crazy shit that happens. That's true. Yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah, I could say I'm glad you you. Uh, didn't work at Kid Rocks because we were in there for about five minutes and we were gone. So that was it's like too loud, you know. And yeah, it's we we stayed know. out of all the all out of all the famous people's places. Essentially, we just went to the real bars. <laughs> we stayed out of Jason L. Yeah, I mean, like, like on New Year's Eve, and there's a video. Um, if you go, there's a there's an Instagram account called Music Shitty, which is amazing. It's like memes and making fun of you know stuff that happens here. There's a video of the owner. Um, Dave Smith and like to the lead singer while he's on stage, he says, I'm going to kill you. You can hear him on the microphone because he didn't like the lead singer. And I don't know what happened leading up to that. I don't know. But um, yeah, that, that those were the types of people that I don't want to work for <laughs> right. anymore. You should feel safe old. at work. No matter where it is, you should feel safe at work. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of rumors that floated around about those people, you know, yeah. Ah, yeah, it's, it was just not good, you know. I'm trying to think of like, I think I, I really just need to like write my memoirs, you know. There you go. Like, about, like I mean, I remember, I remember one time passing the jug. There was this dude, and he was like, he was like, oh, what's your name? And I tell him, and he goes, 
He's like, damn, girl, you got a manly voice. I was like, well, at least one of us does. <laughs> like, I'm like Madeline Kahn in Blazing Saddles, like from working in a bar for so long. I just have the snappy retorts. Like, you need I to do, like publish a book for my female counterparts so they can just put dudes in their place. Right? Absolutely. Are they the worst? Dudes. Dudes are the worst to deal with. Not, not all dudes. Or girls. I mean, you know, some some women, uh, you know, it's mostly boomers, honestly, like as a whole, I find are the most difficult people to deal with, <laughs> but not all of them, you know, I, I can't make a sweeping generalization about anybody, you know, but yeah. Well, we, uh, so if you had a chance to sing every song of, that you want, who is it? Who, I mean, like, who's your favorite to sing? Hmm. Male, female, or one of each? Uh, I mean, I mostly do male vocalists. What is my like favorite it. to sing? I mean, I love doing Journey. My band doesn't really play any wham. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, sometimes it like or in December, I'll play like Last Christmas or something on my acoustic and sing love it. it. But um, <laughs> love that song. Um, I like doing Queen. Uh, I love, like anything off like the News of the World album is is awesome. You know, um, what else do I like? I like a lot of stuff. I honestly, I like singing CCR because like John Fogarty's voice is like his articulation is so weird. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't, you can't like sing the words that are on the lyric sheet. You gotta like mumble and you know, <laughs> you can't say stopping at the log where catfish bite. You can't say that. You gotta stop in at the log where catfish bite. You gotta do it like that. It's like you gotta like. I mean. <laughs> it's like, so to me, that's challenging, I guess. I like it. I love singing Judas Priest. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Fine. And Van Halen. Like David Lee Roth Van Halen, because that is also like I'm doing a cartoon character. You know, it's just this <laughs> weird, weird, weird thing. Right? Right? Yeah. So wait, you were, you were going to ask about the debate question before. I was. And then you never did. So what was your debate? We're talking, yeah, we're talking the Kiss Motley Crew battle. Yes. <laughs> we have an ongoing, we have a, about a 10-year gap between us. We do have a, a debate each time <laughs> that obviously without without Kiss, Motley Crue wouldn't be who they are. And, and hmm. Kiss, of course, is better than Motley Crue. And that's I our debate. That. I'm okay with that. Oh. I'm sorry, quiet, quiet, let the ladies speak. <laughs> Look, and granted, <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to somebody who did not grow up listening to Kiss or Motley Crue at all. This okay. is more like stuff I've learned in recent years um, because guys in my band wanted to do it. Um, uh, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, uh, really, and, and Peter Chris are all better singers than Vince Neil. Uh, <laughs> Ace Freely is definitely um, a... A guitar player who's inspired tons of guitar players. Yeah. Um, I mean, like my friend Brian Quinn, who plays for Candlebacks, that's like his, him and Slash, it's like his two favorite guitar players. I know a lot of guitar players where Ace is one of their favorites. But I will say this, the stage performance that Kiss does, I'd say any live performance you see today has borrowed something from them. Between the lighting and the pyrotechnics and the theatrics, like they're like the OG. You know, I mean, there's there's people like Alice Cooper that, you know, kind of did this like theatrical thing. 
but just like in terms of like putting on a show, there's like a drop of kiss in every single live show that you see. So I, you know, I would say like, you know, but again, I'm not as, I'm not as proficient, like my knowledge. Perfectly. Yeah. I'm not as prolific in my knowledge of like Motley Crue songs. I know like the hits. Yeah. You know, but I do love Gene because I like his melodic bass parts. Gene's a big Beatles guy. I'm a big Beatles guy. So of course I'm gonna favor, you know, him over over Nikki. Um, Ooh, double whammy right there. Double whammy. Oh, oh. You know, sorry. You're my favorite plus, person I, I know ever. People, I know, plus I know like guys that play in those camps. So if I say I like Molly Crew better, I won't have any friends left. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I don't no, it's funny because I was literally having this conversation in the car earlier with my boyfriend. I was like, man, I just, I just don't really like any of those spandex wearing makeup. Do like, it's just not my thing. Cause we're yeah. listening to the Scorpions. I go, this is like real classic rock. It's not just like, you know, a bunch of like makeup and hair and spandex and uh, lousy metaphors about a woman's vagina. <laughs> you know, it's like, she's my cherry pie. Like, bleh. you know, like, <laughs> Oh, is that what that song's about? Oh, damn it. <laughs> that's what i was told i haven't like <laughs> analyzed the poetry, you know, the poetry. Not, i don't think there's a lot of room for interpretation and especially <laughs> when i you know i grew up listening to like the beatles and a lot of this like 90s rock uh same reason why i don't like emo i'm like back in my day we liked our depression and we didn't fucking whine about it like right? you know we, <laughs> there's a lot more depth to it there's a lot more you know metaphor there um, that isn't really there in like hair bands. Said her name was Chin- Cindy. She changed her name to Sin. Okay, that's a country song. You're telling a story. Where's the metaphor? It's no metaphor. It's too literal, and there's no room for interpretation. You know. Sure. Okay. You're gonna have to talk to her. I'm. I'm still processing all. I will. Of that. <laughs> so as much as. Um, well, I'll just quick say this. This was my first concert ever. Oh wow! Was- cool. When I was 1980, just a little wee lad with the original members, <laughs> my claim to fame to a little bit. Miley, Miley Crew was my first concert ever. There you go. So there you go. <laughs> mine was mine was they might Here's be a... giants. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> All yeah. right. I was I think I was seven, and to this day, that is still the loudest concert I've ever been to. Oh <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. My dad still talks years. about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said he couldn't hear right for three days afterwards. <laughs> so it's like crazy. Yeah. I'm like, they're like, you're talking about like a kid who used to cry at fireworks because it hurt my ears, you know? Wow. And I'm just like, it's just this wall of sound, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah. You um, you guys, do you like to do some songs? Because you mentioned Wham quite a few times and uh, George Michael, which again, I'm a Wham fan. Um, and I do love George Michael's voice. So what's that? I said, you have to be. He's great. <laughs> Nobody oh, no. knows the other guy's name in Wham. <laughs> that's true. That's that's Andrew, very true. Andrew Richley. <laughs> there you go. So one person does. Thank you. <laughs> me yeah. and one of my one of my gay best friends. Me and him are the only two people. <laughs> me and my gay best friend too. That's my wow. friend. <laughs> No, that's not true. I like Wham too. I've come around. I've come around on Wham. I've come around a lot more. My daughters love Wham, and they play it all the time. They they love George right. Michael, um, and we play. But my my question goes to, 
pop songs. Um, it sounds like your band it isn't into pop music, but do you like to have pop songs that you make harder? You know, put a little rock edge to them and sell them on I mean, playing like, it. Then I feel like everything we do, we put a little rock edge on it. Like if for some reason somebody comes in and wants to hear a country song. I mean, it's not like Alex is going to make his tone all like farty and thin. It's still going to sound rocking. And it's not like I'm going to sing it necessarily with twang. So I think, you know, we kind of sprinkle our flavor on top of it. But we don't we don't do much pop in my band. Um, I used to in the in the in the old band I used to play in. But we're learning a couple like like I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like pop rock, like B-52s um what's the other one footloose there's one other one i told them to learn oh like shout by the isley brothers you know that are just like crowd pleasers and the reason why those aren't in our set list anymore is because uh of covid we couldn't have dance floors for so long like well i'm not gonna be a dick and play footloose when people have to stay in their seats so like (laughs) recently now i'm kind of like we should like bring some of those songs back and like right. you know yeah but we didn't want to plan for so long because i didn't want to you know tempt people to you know I'm, working in a bar is like working in a daycare you know you can't rely <laughs> on people's intelligence or maturity you just have to like you're a babysitter and you just got to babysit them you know <laughs> oh there's a, there's a great jim gaffigan joke about that by the way okay <laughs> okay <laughs> He's like, you go to bar at 2 a.m. There's no difference in picking up your kid at daycare. He's like, there's always some weird yelling. You go in the bathroom. Clearly not everyone's potty trained. Um, some <laughs> fight breaks out. He's like, we were standing where I wanted to stand. You know, and some somebody's crying. She was my friend, but not anymore. You know, <laughs> like this whole thing is great. I'm like, oh, my God, that's a thousand percent accurate. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like every night. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome the great Jim Gaffigan that's funny I'm, going, I'm actually going to see him uh next Wednesday I'll be my third time seeing him he's probably my favorite oh yeah uh, he is my, my, yeah, my son went some recently loved him. yeah yeah he's funny. he's funny good is he at the Ryman no I uh, Bridgestone oh okay uh, oh yeah that's funny that's funny it's Jim Gaffigan yeah okay yeah. so I didn't know if the pop influence but Obviously, the Beatles is a big thing. You keep going back to them. Have you I watched the, the Have you watched that new documentary? Kind of new on. Yeah. I forget. Get back. I think it's called. Yeah. Did you watch yeah, it? What is Peter Jackson I, just? Yes. Does he just like direct movies about guys with like mop haircuts doing an impossible task and make it fifteen <laughs> hours long? Like, dude. <laughs> there was definitely parts of that that could have been chopped. I didn't need to okay. know George Harrison was such a whiny little girl, okay? That's just, like, destroyed my reality. Oh, really? But, okay. I haven't watched it yet. No, I'm just kidding. Paul's my favorite, so I wasn't, okay. I was like, come on, man. But then you realize, like, they're only, like, tw- like 27 or something, so I'm like, well, I really can't fault them for that. Yeah, right, right. I think a lot of people yeah. forget that, that they, their fame was so, it's kind of short-lived, and they were young yet, you know? Yeah. Um, so that when everything blew up, and then they had a lot of time after. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, young when all that shit was thrown at them. Yeah, and that's why they didn't. I mean, they the last like five albums they didn't even tour with. You know, they couldn't. They quit or... after. I don't remember if like it was shortly after the Shea Stadium concert. I'm trying to think. It was whenever John said, you know, the Beatles were bigger than Jesus or whatever, and then everybody freaked the fuck out, and people in the South are burning their Beatles vinyl. I remember cracking up because there's this stupid ass 
Blake Shelton song. He's like, the boys around here don't listen to the Beatles. I'm like, well, maybe if you had, you could write a song that doesn't suck ass, Blake. Like, holy shit, dude. Don't do this is the Beatles. Like, give me a break, bro. Right? Like, you know, like, yeah. I can yeah. If sonically it's not your thing. Like, you know, they kind of got nasally voices or whatever. It's a little high, you know, the 60s recordings are a little like high endy and twangy yeah. sounding, but like, to not like realize they influence everything you listen to, like give me a damn break, dude. Right, right. Good. Yeah, there's Get a couple out. things also. Get out. You don't touch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I so what did you get into the Beatles? Uh, I was walking around the house. I mean, I was walking around the house singing at the top of my lungs when I was two. So <laughs> okay, so they've been around forever. forever. There's not a song of theirs I don't know. And I can play about 120 of them, which is about half the catalog. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Great. So I do okay. an acoustic Beatles tribute duo with Philip Schaus, who is Ace Frehley's bass player, um, about like six to eight times a year, depending on how much he's touring or, you know, whatever. And um, I mean, he's like me. He just, he knows all of them. And it's, it's been a really rewarding experience doing that with him, because even though the songs are so familiar when you go through and kind of pick everything apart, it's like, oh, I didn't even notice that they were doing, that's genius. Oh my God. Like, and you just notice even more of like how brilliant they were. So it's been, it's been cool. Made me a better music. Are all your shows local? Yeah, we we started doing it as a live stream situation about two years ago. Um, we do tend to live stream them still. We, we, we usually do them at a venue called Wind Down, which is, it's in Donaldson. It's kind of a uh, Northeast. I think I'm like thinking of Nashville map in my head. Kind of like Northeast, kind of close to the airport, I guess. Okay. Um, that's about like 10 minutes from, about 15 minutes from downtown. Okay. Not too far where, out. So where is the live stream then? What, is there a website to, for that? Um, we've been using Facebook, but oh, okay. um, I think we're going to start using, there's this new app called Trubify that um, my friend Jason Hartless, who is also Ted Nugent's drummer, okay. um, him and his friend Trevor have been developing it. And basically, like when you go live, you get paid regardless. And um, people can also tip in the app, but it's specifically geared towards streaming live music. Okay. As opposed okay. to like where Facebook is everything. Right. Um, so that's, it's still kind of in its infancy. I'm actually doing like their like ambassador program to cr- try to help them get a little more of a foothold here in uh, Nashville. Cause they've got pretty strong, you know, ongoings in LA and New York, but they're still trying to um, snatch Nashville. So we're cool. going to probably do some shows on there with me, with me and Philip. And then also um, my boyfriend and I do like a nineties, grunge alternative uh kind of a tribute thing and we're probably going to do some shows like that as well it's kind of like we do like b-side hits okay so if i was going to do a smash pumpkin song i'm not going to do like bullet with butterfly wings i'll do like today i'm doing the cranberries i'm not going to do zombie i'm going to do linger so we try to do like the hits that you forgot that you loved you know okay that's awesome you know because i still want people to know the songs yeah Yeah. so what's the name of the streaming service again it's called Trubify. Trubify. Yeah. And it's T-R-U-B-I-F-Y. <laughs> and it's True. available now. You can go, I can go yeah. get the app now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'll show you because you're on my laptop. So, <laughs> <It looks laughs> right? Great. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Can you, 
it looks like this. Oh, oh, oh wait, okay. that's weird. Yeah, true but bye. Ooh, okay. a little, little purple music note if you download it. I will be okay. looking for that. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely push. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's that's. Uh, I think that's creamy. Creamy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Hang me up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it's creamy, but it seemed creamy. It seemed like the right time to bring it up. Yeah. yeah. So, was, so he threw me all these questions, like, <laughs> conversation started. He's like, do you hate the word moist? And I'm like, well, actually, no. But it's apparently it's the oi is what bothers people that like, so words like, like moisture or ointment. It's for some reason like that sound is misophonic. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, but for me, I just don't like the word creamy. It like grosses me out. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you like to our creamy creme brulee, I would not. Please get the fuck away from me. Again, now I love this that we just got the science behind why people hate the word moist. That's fantastic. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, sound. Yeah. yeah. But I've never known that. Obviously, or never would have learned that. Yeah, yeah, no. But no. But when you said that, I'm like, yeah, people do don't like the word point. You're right. Like I've heard people say yeah. that too. Yeah. So, anyway, like moist doesn't bother me. I, I do not like the sound of people chewing, though. I'll tell you that. Thank you. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. shut your fucking yeah. mouth when you chew. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I used to I used to live with a guy who like he just had like a like his jaw would kind of like like I don't know if he had TMJ or something, but it would like make a noise when he was chewing. And I'm like, I like would not be able to eat what he was eating because it would make me like nauseous. It's horrible. <laughs> That's uh, was yeah. it was thing, man? Was this a relationship living with that? Because I had to. Yeah, yeah was, Oh, this is no, just friends. Okay. That was a friend of mine. I work in a male-dominated industry. I have a lot of dude friends. But... Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine. Are they are the women of Nashville catty? Like, are you? Are you? Is it kind of a? Is it kind of a a club? I don't get. I don't want to make a sweeping generalization about anyone, but um, she bashed Motley Crue. I'm, I'm trying to throw her. I did not bash them. I made a fair, logical comparison based on factual data. It was not I believe, my opinion. I can't argue with what you said. I like. I, 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 I could, but like actual. You said it. The guest. The guest is always right. That's let's. <laughs> No, I'm just usually right, except when I yes. He's got a bachelor's um, master, no, no, master. He's a master. She's oh, of course she's right. Right. Than logical. Put together. That's that's what the high IQ means. I'm just very logical. I'm not. I'm a pretty dispassionate person. But I don't know. I guess like women in general can be catty, especially yeah. if you're, especially if they are insecure and they perceive you as being better than they are in some regard. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think I kind of have filtered out the, because to, to me, insecurity begets all toxic behavior and yeah. think about it. Yep. If somebody's like mean to you, it's because they don't like themselves. Well, and if you don't like yourself, why the fuck should I like, bye Felicia, I'm done with you. So I kind <laughs> of, you know, now I'm surrounded by all these like, you know, badass people who, who know who they are. And there's a lot of, a lot of women in this industry that are very supportive you know, and, 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 and again, it does tend to be more, you know, the rock women, but again, those are the people that I know. Yeah, I actually sure. did a, um, an all female, uh, it's kind of like an eighties rock tribute show. So stuff like, like Stevie Nicks, solo stuff, Pat Benatar, I sang Bonnie Tyler. So, 
Uh, yeah. Is it Bonnie No, wait. Who sings? Um, oh, Belinda Carlisle. That's what. Oh, Belinda who? Carlisle. Yeah, okay. heaven is a place on earth. Because I'm looking through this. The I never get to sing this girly shit. Can I do that song? Like, I was so excited, right? It was all women except the, the guy who coordinated it. He played keys on a handful of songs. But generally, it was all women on stage other than him. And it was like, I mean, you go back in the green room and everybody's like, oh, my God, you did such a good job. And, like, genuine, you know, not like, oh, my God. I just love how you're so brave to wear that outfit. It was like, <laughs> Dude, you're so badass, you know. And that was I mean, that was a super positive experience. And I, but then again, everybody there was very talented and very confident. So I think that's more the X factor than, you know, your gender. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Can't argue with that. Right? Can't argue with that. Step back. Can't argue with me. No. I'm, my logic's infallible. I'm like the computer in that Will Smith movie. <laughs> wait, wait, that thing takes over the world, doesn't it? Or tries to. Well, you better stop revealing my evil plans, dude. Right, right. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, deep breaths. Okay. Yeah, so I was looking at the other questions. I'm like, okay, I've never been arrested. I've never been like, but what kind of people is he having on this show? Oh my god. Well, it's 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 part of a. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, we, it's it's just a game that we play online. It's called Who Said True, and uh, and when you play it with when you actually play it, it's on your phone, and everybody answers either true or false to all the questions, and then the point is to try and guess how many people have said true to the question, and then it just kind of from there we'll build some conversation. So we tr- we've tried to play it on the podcast, but it's kind of easier to just ask the question. So that's oh, why sure. I, yeah, that's why I just I, threw them I out there. That- I played that, but like as a drinking game. You right. know, like the never have I ever. Yeah, the never have yeah, I ever. Never have I ever. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of what this is, except it's supposed to be anonymous. Until, well, you, yeah. until you start talking about it and you admit to the fact that you're the one who said true. You know. <laughs> well, well, right when you see the initial two people out of the group said true, and you're wondering who, or especially one says true. Right. Then right. you got to be like, well, which one said they did it or not? So, yeah. Yeah. Right. So. And I, but it is eventually a drink. Right. Yeah. You can certainly drink out of it for sure. Like, you know, everybody, every time that somebody gets one right or whatever. So, but yeah. So that's, that's where, that's where the questions come from. And uh, I just try to put together a list of a variety of stuff that we could hit on something, you know. So, and we, you, get, you get hit on by both men and women. Oh, so yeah. That we got to. Yeah. More, yeah, more men or definitely. more men than women or the other way around? I don't know. I I mean, I'd say it's probably more men because I I think I'm. It's pretty obvious that I'm straight. Um, <laughs> but I'd say like it's it's not as much of a disparity as you would think because I think I intimidate a lot of guys. You know, like I mean, I've had a guy put his hand on my shoulder just like like because they're excited that I'm coming out into the crowd. I'm just like. Like, can you not? And they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Here's $20. You know, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> that worked. Which is yeah. weird because I'm five two and you wouldn't think I'd be scary, but I think it's just the way I carry myself. I'm just like, dude, don't, not today, Satan. Like, we're not playing this game. <laughs> you know, I'm not somebody you can walk over. You right, know? right. Yeah. You know, and I'm also you present like, yourself very confidently. Yes. 
Yeah, and I'm and almost like 42, so I ain't got time for it. Like, I'm like, Mm-mm. right. And I, yeah, want to deal with them. Right. Yeah. I'd say most recently, I, I had a, I think I did have a kid, like a like a young kid, uh, asked me for. He was, oh, do you have a boyfriend? And I go, yep, he's right over there because my boyfriend plays bass for us sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty easy then yeah yeah and he's he's also like very very attractive like it's like thor and like legolas from lord of the rings had like a child together he's got like he's got like the v abs you know and every guy like looks at him and they're like yeah i'm not even gonna try (laughs) done (laughs) yes that's yeah no i suppose that makes sense But yeah. I don't think I don't think having a boyfriend is necessary for swatting flies, but it does help. I yeah, I would. Right, because I say I do. It's not your standard as women to just say, "Yep, I have a girl. I have a boyfriend." When you some creepy uh, guy asks no. you. I mean, I usually just like kind of politely excuse myself from the conversation, or I'll just say something off the wall. I'll be like, "Hey, can you wait here? I gotta go take a shit," and then they're gone. <laughs> like, if I can yeah. say something. <laughs> like just totally effed up, then I can get rid of them. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm about to go shoot heroin in the bathroom. Give me five minutes and you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you know, uh, and it's not to say that like I'm gonna like off the cuff be rude. I tend to be a polite person, but if a dude's being like real aggressive or like rude, yeah. I'm like, oh honey, I'm sorry. I don't date ugly guys and just fucking walk away. <laughs> By the time they realize what I said, <laughs> like, I'm long yeah. gone, dude. Well, I- I can testify to the fact that you're very nice. You were very nice to us. Yeah. I remember right from stage, you commented about our awesome cocktails with the dimples, dimples in the beard shirts. And that's how I, I was like, I'm like, I gotta get her. Oh. <laughs> so, and we will definitely send you one. I know I said I was gonna send you one when we were there and I haven't, but we will definitely be sending you yeah, one. Yeah, well, where's my t-shirt? Hmm? I didn't know anything about her else. You'd have had it by now. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> an, okay. I'm an idiot. <laughs> it was, how would you, know, you do this first? And then when then when the podcast is out, then I can wear it and promote it and then get people to look at it. Cause it'd be weird if I had the shirt, people be like, What's that? I'd be like, What's this thing that I haven't done yet? <laughs> you know. That's true. <laughs> so Marketing. It, it, works, it works better this way, trust that's me. True. That's true. Perfect. And that's I mean, you know, that we like to hear that because you know, it's it's nice to get the promotion from the people that come on, we don't always get that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will promote you. Yes. I mean, you know, I mean, clearly, who, I mean, how many names have I thrown at you? I mean, like, you know, the Trubify thing. I mean, it's not like I'm doing it on purpose. You asked what the live streaming thing's like, but, right. I, you know, the reason why, you know, we are successful is because we're a network of people, yeah. you know, who look out for each other and support each other. But also, I wouldn't support something if I didn't believe in it. I'm not just like telling you, hey, check out my friend. He's Ted Nugent Strummer's thing. If I didn't think it was kick ass, I'd be like, I wouldn't even bring it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I never even heard of that sweep, sweep under the rug. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So here's my lead-in. Um, and any of your shows, do you ever do anything acapella? Everything what? Acapella. Acapella? Uh yeah, Mercedes Benz and the national anthem. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. There you go. We should have let off with the national anthem, have you known? Right. Our first episode, we did a national anthem for. Yeah, we. Oh, me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I, no, I said we should have. We should have. We should have warned you of this and had you sing it at the beginning. We'd have been, you know, 
There's no way I could do that cold. <laughs> you give me an E flat. Boing. <laughs> what? That's what Kate wrote in, in case you were wondering. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, yeah. yeah we, used to, we used to close shows with that a lot. Um, because you know, a lot of times the club be like one more song, and I could be like two national anthems, so we get the fuck out of here because it's like a one minute song, you know. Because <laughs> we'd always be like, you know, some of the clubs they'll keep you there till like two forty five a.m., you know. Yeah. Where you know, and uh, who was it? I I don't know if it was uh, a boyfriend or my guitar player. They were like, you know, why do you like close with the national anthem? I said, you know, well, back in my day, TV wasn't on for twenty four hours a day. All of a sudden, you would hear the national anthem, and then there'd just be like a bunch of bars on the screen. Like oh, there wouldn't be anything else. Yeah, that's true. I remember that. Yeah, you wake up, and be like, "Why is the national anthem playing?" <laughs> yeah, it'd be like so weird, dude. It's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. Or like, I mean, I remember telling him once, you know, because I don't own a microwave. Because I had a microwave probably like six or seven years ago, and it broke. And I'm like, you know what? I don't ever eat leftovers because it tastes like crap. I just heat everything up in the oven, right? So my boyfriend and I get ready to watch a movie and he's 26 to, you know, my, my oh. Thor. yeah, <laughs> so he goes, he goes, well, how are we going to make popcorn? You don't have a microwave. I'm like, you ever made like popcorn on the stovetop? <laughs> like he had no idea that you could do that. Like it's amazing. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, there's just like, I don't typically feel like there's an age gap most of the time, but every once in a while, I'm like, how do you not, you never did, all right, well, we'll learn today. <laughs> well, he doesn't know the world without the internet either, so, I mean, but, no, I mean a little, really, yeah. yeah, a little bit, like, but, he was born in 1995, so, yeah, yeah. Was no. definitely, definitely looking at porn on AOL by then, I mean, yeah, for, yeah, for we sure. had like analog, analog porn back in our day. <laughs> Be like, <"Doot>, right? <laughs> you waited for that shit, right? Yeah, he's getting right away. Yeah, that would freeze up. You get to like right there yeah. and freeze up. You'd be like, God. <laughs> but he's like, he's a the you know one of the reasons why I do that '90s grunge show with him is you know because he is kind of like fascinated with that era of music. He loves it. So I'm like, I'm like, I think that's why you like dating me because I'm like a relic of like the '90s. You know. <laughs> Well, I think that's yeah. part of, I think that's a big part of the attraction for him. I'm gonna is, I'm uh, gonna say the the beauty and the talent probably go a lot more way too. Yeah. So I'm gonna say there's more to it. My talent, right? All right. <laughs> you can't tell in this sweatshirt. I'm also regretting wearing it. I'm starting to sweat, but it's all good. It's like 72 here today, and you know, I was we get cold. that we get that from a lot of our female guests that they're starting to sweat. Have towards the end of the interview. You know what it is? It's it's the kiss T-shirt. It's what's is what's doing it all me. right all right yeah. <laughs> all right yeah uh, you're gonna regret having me on your show it's a good thing i'm not joining you guys in the drinking because i'd probably be twice as sassy so. yeah. <laughs> Damn it. well i know i i don't i don't care that you like this better you're 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 awesome you've been you've been so much fun this i is... know but maybe we should have like uh get her have her back on after after a show when she is drinking well, here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. I want you to come to Nashville and I want to take the podcast live. Hell so that's yeah. what I want. So yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. So when we're when we're down there, because we're gonna get down there eventually. When we're down there, we'll we'll look you up and try and do this in person. So that would be you awesome. have been you have been fantastic. Did you say you've done other podcasts? You've done some other podcasts? Yes, I did one with um uh, what the devil's his last name. Uh, Frankie, it's called like the Melted Podcast. Okay. 
uh, he's buddies with Eddie Corlino. He's like Paul Stanley's guitar customizer. He makes his uh, guitar straps and stuff. Okay. And yeah. because of the people that I know, Eddie hooked me up with him and I got to do one with him. And then I did another one. I can't, um, it's called, I think it's called the See You Next Tuesday podcast. Okay. That kind of sounds Get familiar. It? Yeah. It's been probably about uh, I'm trying to think it's about a year when I did the one with Frankie. Um he's actually talking about moving here. I'm, I'm uh the other guy's name, I can never pronounce his name. It's like it looks like uh like Ares, but I don't think that's how you pronounce it. He's from um Israel. Okay. I can never pronounce his name the right way, even with my master's degree. So <laughs> It only goes yeah, so far. If you can't I think pronounce it's called, it, I, I think can. it's called Tuesday podcast. The other one's called the Melted podcast. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah and so that one—that one was a lot of fun. <laughs> for people not paying attention, that spells fun. All right. <laughs> <sighs> so thank you very much for coming on. We, we appreciate it. We'll let you go so you can go get ready for your show. And uh, I'm, I'm already ready. I already got my face on. I'm good to go. Good to go. Okay. Good, good to, to go. go. Yeah. Okay. I am going to eat some food. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would imagine. Probably burn a few calories up there playing for four hours. Yeah, um, no kidding. Well, <laughs> thank you guys for having me. It was a real treat. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Uh, such a blast. I'm so glad I got to meet you. I was talking about you. Too. And, yeah, I'm glad I got to meet you. So give you a chance. Promote your Instagram. Promote your music. Do you have any um, recordings out there for people to go and listen to you? I think you have some stuff on Spotify. I I'm working on a solo album right now between COVID and buying the house. A little strapped for cash, but I'm kind of like starting to get back in position now where I can make it happen. Um, I did an EP uh, called The Panic Tapes with a band called Krantz, K-R-A-N-T-Z. Um, but I just do like the BGVs and the percussion on that record. It's not me singing lead, but it is me. Um, and yeah, hopefully... What tape? Do what? P E N N O C K. Penic tapes. Um, it's it. If you look it up on like Apple Music, it'll be under their EPs. They like okay. they for some reason they list them separately from albums. It's really strange. But okay. if you see the cover, it's like a cartoon of the four of us. You'll you'll know which one it is. It looks really psychedelic and, and stuff. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think beyond that. There's um another guy. I don't know if he still goes by Justin Kalk or not it's k-a-l-k um i sang bgvs on one of his songs it's called fingerless black gloves that was some years ago um oh and but and this isn't something you can go listen to but this one time at band camp um, (laughs) i did i did i did get to um record uh backing vocals for adam lambert on a rendition of don't stop me now um it's 19 separate vocal tracks that I had to record but I don't think you can I'm pretty sure you can't stream it anywhere it was for like a tv spot or like a commercial or something um I can't I can't recall but um I mean I have a a, I have like a bounced version of the track but I don't have like a mixed version of it um so I'm not really sure but that was one of the most grueling days I ever had in the studio (laughs) yeah yeah because it's pretty like it's there's so much detail and you can't just like wing it. It's gotta be like exact. Like the articulation, sometimes he's more breathy and sometimes he's really singing hard. Like there's so much dynamics there. It was it was a lot, but it was it was a blast. 
That's so I bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like I said, I don't think that one's available anywhere. But the, the Justin yeah. Cox song for sure and the, the panic tapes for sure are on Spotify, Apple Music. Do Apple Music because Spotify is evil. Right? Yeah, you don't get paid. Yeah, yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. Stay away from Spotify. They're like what literally is- they pay I think they paid the least after uh I think YouTube and Apple Music pays the most. So not like they're I'm not getting paid to say this. It's just you know my my beliefs. <laughs> Well, yeah, and that's what makes it even more true, right? Like, it's good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if someone's going to choose either one, yeah, it's good to know. Yeah, you know, it's it's. Uh, I think they they pay all. They're like no, people don't blah, blah. <laughs> Not as many people use them to stream as Spotify, but they still pay out like twenty two percent of like the total revenue in the industry. Oh wow! Even though they only have like a smaller percent. I mean, it's some it's something like that. Like I think they pay out like double the percentage of what they're streaming. Uh, numbers are per, like wow. per capita yeah and i have to look into it i read an article about it like a couple years ago i don't remember like what the exact numbers are but it's it's significant you yeah. know well now i know i'm gonna i will go back to apple music i, I have gone away from them but it was just weird because like i have an android like everybody's like but you have an android i'm like does it so i can still download any app <laughs> like, you know? yeah you can still use <laughs> apple music yeah yeah yeah. They, don't per- they don't prohibit you from using it because you're not. <laughs> yeah, so people don't get that. I'm like, I have iTunes on my laptop too. Like, <laughs> right, right. Like another good point to bring up for people that don't know. Right. Yeah. Yes. Well, we got an Android. Don't yeah. I mean, if you, if you music. truly, I mean, granted, streaming doesn't pay you know hardly anything. But if you're going to stream, why not use a streaming service that costs the exact same amount of money that gives the artist more money? Absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of. That's it's all I'm saying, money. man. Sorry, let me just get down off this little soapbox here. Right. <laughs> was it, hey, was that the Kiss soapbox or the uh, the Apple soapbox? Uh, that was just a regular soapbox. Okay. You know? <laughs> it's, it's got soap in it, you know. <laughs> All right. And what, what? Where can we find you on Instagram? You've got your personal page. And... Yeah, it's uh, uh, at Monica dot Llewellyn. Uh, Monica, Monica, L-E-W-E-L-L-E-N. And then the band handle is at Llewellyn Degenerates. Okay. Ha ha ha. Which I love the name. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> make sure to love the name. I'll make sure to put them all in the in the show credits so people can find you without having to type that. Because I had to I had to work hard on the last name. I couldn't remember how to <laughs> Yeah, my, my last name is a real pain. That's why I have business cards. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was well, I was kind of drunk by the end of the night, so I couldn't find where the business card went at first. And I was like, I know what her name was. I think I can so I came up. I wonder because you didn't like message me right away. I was like, maybe he doesn't really want me on his podcast. (laughs) Well, I I think we saw you like midway through our Nashville trip too, and I didn't really do any business until I got home. So it's hard to do hard to do business when you're partying like that in Nashville. (laughs) No, I can I can respect that. Trust me. You know. Yeah. You got to have that time when you don't work. Yeah. yeah. It's getting harder. Anyway, <laughs> thank you again so much. We, I, thank you I guys. This. It was so much fun. It's been a blast. Yeah. Appreciate meeting you. And yeah. Appreciate you guys. Film. And thanks for having me on. On my goal to see you live. Awesome. Yeah. We're coming to Nashville eventually. For sure. For sure. Well, you'll just have to let great. me know. We will. We definitely yeah. will. Your YouTube great videos are great, but live, I can only imagine. Thank awesome. You. Great. Awesome. Cool. All right. Thank you again. Have a great night. Have a great show tonight. Yeah, have a great show. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, bye.
Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously, though, get your asses out of here. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast. Electricast.